everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to Toronto Raptors 130-122 win against the New Orleans Pelicans Riker. Game one of the season, the Raptors got their championship rings. A exciting overtime thriller all around start of the year. You know, a lot of players coming out strong and just what are your thoughts on the Raptors basketball being back, being back in action? The Raptors Digest pods back to throwing stuff out there consistently. It's an exciting time of year. It's a big, exciting time. The ring ceremony, the banner hanging. Mm -hmm. Ben, the Raptors were out tonight to win. The fans wanted to see a victory. It's a, we see the emergence of Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, the new faces of the Toronto Raptors, arguably. Mm -hmm. The new alpha males on the court. And the Pelicans, they did their best to spoil what ended up being a perfect night. But instead, we saw the best possible outcome. So let's jump right into it and break it down. Ben, what did you like the most about this game? Well, when you go, when you talk about what you like the most, last year we had a guy that we used to talk about a lot with with who excited us the most. But now we have a new two new faces of the Toronto Raptors, and that's Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. They came out here el fuego. They were cooking. They were ready to eat some New Orleans Pelicans games you know they've been they've been itching to to get this season started and we saw Fred Van Vliet come out and drop 34 points seven assists five rebounds 12 of 18 from the field five of seven from the three-point line looked like he couldn't miss everything he put up we're gonna we're gonna go dive deep into these two players going forward but Pascal Siakam also with a ridiculous night 30 points as 34 points as well 18 rebounds he was uh it wasn't as efficient from the field but a lot of those were his finishes around the rim and then he put the put it back put it back keep tipping it so I think that's why his field goal percentage looks a bit worse than it probably actually reflects his playing five assists as well Riker just what are your overall thoughts on our two new main guys we've been talking the whole summer about how Fred and Siakam have to step up with Kawhi and Green gone they were ridiculous tonight yeah ab absolutely Ben the caveat of course being it is the Pelicans it's a Yo, Zion they played good. Pelicans they played whatever good. impact he they played fantastic mm -hmm. and it, it's going to be the case for the rest of the season. Yeah. This is the defending championship Toronto Raptors at home. Mm -hmm. Teams are not coming to mess around. They're coming to steal these games at one of the best home courts in the entire league. So the Raptors always have to be dialed in. And with this small sample size, we saw what might be to come for the rest of the season, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Now, two years ago, Ben, maybe three years ago, we've always been high on all the Raptors players. But would you have said that an undrafted Fred Van Vliet and a 27th pick Pascal Siakam would end up being the faces of the franchise? Maybe not. <laughs> Right? Probably definitely not. So this is a pretty crazy, absurd turnaround. It's the kind of underdog story that Toronto is going to really gravitate towards and love. And there's a lot of things. You have the, the, the full breakdown, what you saw, what their development has been. It, it's I think it's, it's looking positive for these two players especially, let alone the rest of the team. Yeah, I just want to throw out there, Pascal Siakam's first preseason game with the Toronto Raptors in his rookie year. He looked really nice. He had like 10 points or something. I think I threw out a tweet that he's going to win MVP. So, you know, I might have been the first one to call him. <laughs> but uh, on a serious note, Fred Van Vliet tonight, we'll talk about him first. Because he, uh, he had a scary injury situation there. But, you know, we'll talk about that after and leave it for the segments. But when he was into this game, when he was ready to go, you know, 34 points. But... The shots that he was hitting, because last year we saw Fred with a tight handle be able to get in the lane, but he never usually finished around the rim. He usually drove in to kick it out and be, you know, get the offense going. But this year, he's going in using that large frame, and 
finishing with these ridiculous kind of scoop shots, extended layups. He's looking like Kyrie Irving out there in terms of how he's finishing, the way he's using his body and his hands to to get these creative shots over bigger defenders. It's really encouraging to see because Fred's always been capable of using his body and getting into good position underneath the rim, but he'd just usually get blocked when he threw it up, so he'd usually start kicking out because he's a high IQ player, and his confidence with the ball in his hands, you know, he went 5 for 7 from the 3-point line tonight. That His 3-point shot isn't something I've ever been worried about, but 7 assists, 5 rebounds, just everything we could ask for Fred Van Vliet in terms of managing the offense. He started this game, you know, there's been some questions about him or Norm starting. I think Fred's gonna gonna be the de facto 2 starter this year, even though Norm, maybe some games we'll see him come off the bench, but Fred's, Fred's just ridiculous in terms of what he did playing with Kyle Lowry. Well, what were your just thoughts on Fred Van Vliet's game tonight? Well, as you said, Ben, you mentioned it before, not this podcast, just <laughs> in talking. He he must have had more kids over the offseason. We know that Fred had his infamous slump in shooting from distance. He had a son, gave birth to his son, and all of a sudden we saw the most dramatic turnaround in NBA three-point percentage in the league. He He's... He must have had a few more kids over the offseason. And Ben, do you think he's got to have a few more kids throughout this season to keep it up? Yo, this is something I'm throwing out to the fans. How many kids is Fred Van Vliet having throughout the course of this year? Because I'm telling you, it's, you know, he must have had five or six before this game showing up at the, this kind of performance. It was a career high for Fred Van Vliet. He's going to be busted out against left, right, and center throughout this yeah. season. But, uh, yeah, you you know, he's, he's looking confident out there. That's, that's a big thing with Fred Van Vliet. And, you know, he's... He's been regarded as a guy that's going to have to step up, but the guy that's been just got the max contract, just got the the hands, the reins of the franchise given to him, Pascal Siakam. He, you know, not to be overshadowed by Fred VanVleet, he dropped the same amount of points, 18 rebounds, and for stretches looked unstoppable in this game. He he gave me just images of Giannis, Antetokounmpo, LeBron James-esque. I know it's one game and it's a small sample size. I'm not saying he's as good as these players yet, but... Just the way that the Pelicans were trying to throw everyone they could at him, and they couldn't stop him going to the rim, it was it was great to see. And, you know, we Riker, you and I brought up all of last year about how Pascal Siakam, with this handle, you know, his handle caught up to his speed, and now he's able to slash, he was able to catch the ball on the fast break, carry the offense, and, you know, that was really exciting to see last year. We didn't see expect much development from his handle this year, but, you know, not only is his handle now caught up with his speed and his athleticism and his frame, now it's getting him open shots. He's out there looking smooth. We all know the spicy pea spin, but he's going to the rim. He's dribbling in between people. His smoothness on the court, that's one thing that really caught my eye in this game. Riker, what, what did yeah. you now, see now he from picked up some. He picked up some bad fouls, yeah. right? I, I, some I weird questioned calls, a few too. of them yeah. from the ref. Yeah, exactly. I questioned a few of it, but that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you can't – you got to just play through yeah. it. But – the biggest thing, we knew that he was working on his ball handling, yep. and we saw tremendous improvements from last season. Same thing with his uh, shooting, yep. especially his three-point shooting. His confidence has always been high. We saw that it was high last season. My big asterisk on this season was, is he going to become a more intelligent player? Mm-hmm. You know, throwing the ball out of bounds, bad passes. Yep. He wasn't much of a Questionable shot, shot selection at time. Yeah, exactly. So... Is is his improvement and is his confidence, is that going to be aligned with his p- potential improvement in IQ and shot selection? And, and it seems to be that he slowed his game yep. down a little bit, at least in this one-game sample size. And that, to me, is the most promising thing about Pascal Siakam because if he can figure out his IQ, and I believe that he had the whatever his stat line was, 
the last player that put that up in a season opener was Anthony Davis. That's good mm-hmm. company to have. 30 and, 15. and I think that he has Yeah, exactly. There you go. So he he is on a good projection yeah. moving forward and yeah i really like what i saw certainly and you brought up his iq his passing night he had five assists rarely you'd see that kind of number from pascal last year he's making passes off the dribble whether it led to a score or not really encouraging really encouraging game from him a lot of other positives before we get too long into this podcast og anobi he looked great his defense his rebounding we all know that his defense has always been man-on-man defense aside from a couple times drew holiday caught him down the stretch OG was clamp god. He's he's back to our, our lockdown wing defender. Even if he's not consistent on offense, he'll always have that skill. Riker, you know, on top of that defense, his rebounding looked much improved in this game. He was getting up there with elevation for rebounds. And his feel for the game. He was confident on his three-point shots. He made one for four, but, you know, they all looked pretty good. And his dribbling, his cutting, he was catching the ball, ready to attack. He had a nice spin move, finish around the rim. Briefly, what are your just thoughts on OG and what to expect from him going forward? Yeah, briefly, it, re- it intertwines with the, the rotation for tonight. Of course, an eight-man rotation. Mm-hmm. We have a deep bench, and I suspect that moving forward, we're going to see mismatch. Like, different scenarios, different situations, different lineups. We're going to see all the players, the deep roster, getting played at different times throughout the season. Yep. So I, But, you know, we don't want to play guys like Kyle Lowry move it consistently 44 minutes per game mm-hmm. because injury-prone, same thing, Fred Van Vliet, potential injury. We, we don't want to milk those guys too yep. much. We want to give them time to rest. The one guy that we can allow and we want to allow to have the most time possible, we want to invest in his development, is OG Ananobi yep. for the exact reasons that you said, because he has a high ceiling. He's never really been given the opportunity because of Kawhi Leonard or players in his similar position. Mm-hmm. Now is the chance for him to step up, to develop into the player that we hope that he could, and we're not really relying on him to be the make-it-or-break-it player. So we can afford to give him as many minutes as game as he wants, and the potential is there for him to run with it, really become yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, he, he looked awesome tonight. And you brought up the eight-man rotation, because Nick Nurse, he's been vocal, he's been outspoken. We haven't made a video on it yet, but Nick Nurse has been outspoken with how the deep bench players, no one's earned their position in the rotation. So Nurse tonight... You know, we had our seven core guys get a lot of run, and the one guy that he has been uh, positive in speaking about, Terrence Davis, he was that guy that got that eighth position. He got 15 minutes tonight, and he came out there, played within himself. He was really confident. We made videos about him. He's the diamond in the rough player for the Toronto Raptors this season. He knocked down a three. You know, he didn't come out there and do too much, and we won't get too much into Terrence Davis because it was only 15 minutes, one small sample size. But Riker, eight men, eight men played for the Raptors tonight. That probably can't be the move going forward it's the ideal situation when you want to win games especially in the playoffs but you mentioned it Kyle Lowry can't be playing 45 minutes a night you know Gasol Serge you don't want them in the high minute totals especially our older players and all that we're gonna need some other guys to step up and you know do you do you expect McCall was obviously out and he's been a guy that's been talked about being in the rotation do you what do you see from the rotations from Nick Nurse going forward? Do you see Terrence Davis yeah, being we're a gonna see guy, them. or you know, is it no, no, no definitely okay. not. We're going to see the McCaws of the world get some run, the Stanley Johnsons, the Matt Thomases at times, the Rondé Hollis Jeffersons, of course, all varying positions. Rondé was also we're going to see them tonight, all just to preface. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to see them all get run because at the end of the day, you want your best roster moving into the playoffs, yep. and you're never going to know based on practice and you know your scrimmages alone. You got to give them time to at least do something in a regular NBA game. So we're going to see 
a, a bunch of different methods of attack here on offense and defense, mm-hmm. right? So I don't. I would say Terrence Davis definitely isn't a lock, especially being a first-year guy. What you're hoping that he's going to develop into the same storyline as the Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakams, but nothing is a lock as of right now unless one player or a bunch of players start really tanking, mm-hmm. right? But the one reason that he would play is because he's young, yeah. right? We kind of already know what Patrick McCaw is going to deliver. Uh, he's only a third-year guy. Anyway, it's not <laughs> to dive too deep into it, but it'll, there'll be a lot of different lineups. That's what I That's what I. Certainly. There's, there's a lot of exciting storylines going forward, but we're going to swing it straight into the segments right now. Obviously, two years ago, we had the DeGoat play of the day, and uh, last year, we had the Kawhi Doom like that play of the day. Unfortunately, those two guys are not on the roster anymore, so we're looking for a new name. We're looking for a new name for the play of the day. We're rocking with just the play of the day today. You know, Siakam's our A1 player, so if you can make a cool pun regarding Siakam and a cool play, let us know in the comment section below, and we could incorporate that into the podcast, and your your input will be long-lived on the digest. So let us know in the comment section below. But tonight, the, the play of the day, the generic basic name, you know, I think you have one in mind. I'll say mine first, Riker. It, it has to be that Pascal Siakam sort of spin, that dime Steve Nash-esque pass to OG Anobi down the lane. He threw down this ridiculous two-hand yam. You know, OG, he can get up there. He's a sneaky dunker. He was injured for a lot last season, so we didn't see many OG dunks. But, you know, this year I'm looking for some posters from OG. Riker, do you have one in mind? Clean and simple. Fred Van Vliet, he really hit the big three. Mm-hmm. They had the two-point lead at the time. Kyle Lowry hit the... The nail in the coffin, the ice box three, and I mean there was a lot of plays. Yeah. Ben, the the crowd was electric tonight uh, from start to finish, and it was high energy, high tempo, and it was a really good storybook finish. So there's a bunch of things that we could choose from, but ultimately, you're I, I agree with you. I agree with me. There was a lot of stuff, and fans might have their opinion too. The one thing I want to get in, Ben, two years in a row now, our title play, our title player featured in the play of the day. DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard, next season, they're gone. So maybe maybe shy away from including Pascal Siakam because God knows. Yeah, no, that's that might be a risk, but we gotta we got to have that quality content. Let us know who you want to see in the play of the day <laughs> title in the comment section below. Should we risk it and make Pascal the guy, or is he going to be our long-term star? I think with a max contract, we're pretty safe with Pascal. He's but, pretty safe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. But not all plays can be the play of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight... The OG's play of the day, we alluded to it earlier. Fred Van Vliet tweaked his ankle in the third quarter. It was a negative OG's for this game tonight. There were some funny ones like Marcus Hall's weird hip post shots that he was shooting, and Lowry took some wild ones. But Fred Van Vliet's injury, we've, we've talked about the rotations and stuff in the minutes. Fred Van Vliet last year you know, got a lot of nagging injuries that made his season inconsistent. Riker, we really don't want to see any injuries from our guys, especially our A, 1A, 1B player on this team. No, absolutely. And like I said, it's it's a lineup rotation mm-hmm. thing. We don't want to stress our big guys, but we also want to Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam that being. But we want to allow them to have enough run night in and night out to get comfortable yep. being number one. the number one options. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're- it's, it's going to be a bit of a balancing act, but Nick Nurse is the juggling master of the NBA in terms of coaching and throwing out different lineups. Certainly, and you know we're not saying kawaii him and give him load management every night, but... We, we don't want to, maybe 45, obviously tonight was OT, but especially when he's injured, 44 minutes might be a lot for Fred Van Vliet. Regardless, that's going to be something to look for going forward. And finally, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award, Riker. Tonight, it's going for me, it's going to Mark Gasol. He had some, he kind of redeemed himself down the stretch of this game, but he only had six points, five fouls, four rebounds. For a lot of it, he barely had any rebounds. I think he had one for most of the stretch of this game. It... 
He's looking a little bit old out there. I think he probably has some championship hangover, and he played in FIBA, and he looked really good in that FIBA championship in the playoffs last year, but the the same issues kind of arise from Gasol when he's been on the Raptors is he's been a bit too passive for my liking because, you know, no, he's not going to be our A1 guy in terms of getting the ball and shooting all the shots, but you want him to be confident and look for his bat- shots and then... Cause the shots that he does take, because most of the time he catches the ball and tries to pass it immediately. Then he feels like he hasn't shot in a while, and he kind of forces one up. He's not super confident. I want to see Gasol be playing within, you know, scoring within the flow of the offense, because he always plays within the flow of offense, but it usually leads to, to a pass, and he only have one assist tonight. But, you know, I want to see a more aggressive Gasol on a consistent basis. Yeah, I totally agree, Ben. The culture of this team, the identity is going to be young, aggressive, tempo, confident. Yep. Right, but Marc Gasol, he, he, we know what he's going to deliver in terms of playmaking, and that's the reason that we brought him into this team. But if he wants to fit into the mold in that championship culture or what the new culture of this Raptors team is going to look like, he needs to at least be looking for a shot every now and then. Doesn't need to be taking 15, 20 shots a game, but at least be aggressive enough to make the defense think twice. That's so. Tonight, I agree. Yeah. Two passes. Yeah. And, and then he'll be more consistent because the shots that he did take tonight, Kind of yucky. But anyways, that's that's enough for us. Let us know what you guys think. Exciting game one of the regular season. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You know, the Raptors, we're undefeated this year, Riker. We're champions. We're undefeated. We kept the winning streak going. Any last words? <laughs> A long, exciting season ahead, Ben. Let's get it. Cheers. <laughs>